Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as impactful as a late brace from Philip Kostic, fantasy advice as costly as a Gio Reyna arm drag and pundits ready to put on a fantasy masterclass to match the one produced by Diot Upamecano against Bayern. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Match Day 22 and joining me as ever, he's the Kostic to my paciencia it is, of course, the fantasy football got flow. Now, I'd rather not make you talk about what happened over the weekend with the results flow. So let's talk about the hot topic, which was the game that never was, uh, that being Gladbach against Köln. Talk to me about the repercussions flow. What happens to fantasy owners with players from either of these sides? Because this was a question we had a lot from listeners. Yeah, and there was a bit of confusion during the match day, but... Now it's clear and I, I can explain it, uh, luckily. And so basically every player out of the Gladbach or uh, Cologne squad that you got in your starting lineup got rewarded points. And the points were calculated by the, every, the average uh, points haul of that position uh, on that given match day, uh, which was match day 21. So I think... Uh, the defenders all got six points. The strikers all got four points. I'm not sure what, what about the midfielders. Even the suspended guy, Alessandro Player, got four points. I'm, I'm not really into that kind of thinking, but that's how it went. The logic behind that is that Player won't be suspended um, when they meet, when they actually play, because now he's suspended against Düsseldorf because um, that's how it's worked with a, with a yellow red card. So the players got rewarded their points, which means if there's a new match uh, scheduled, no one will pick up points out of that match. So there aren't any points to uh, collect from that game anymore. That has been done. It's an unfortunate situation, but keep in mind... I think it's the first time in seven years that a Bundesliga match was postponed. So it's, it's not a really probable scenario. And that was uh, the reason why uh, it was a bit confusing how uh, it's been solved. I don't think there's any good way to, to solve that. I think it's all right uh, the way it's been done. Yeah, it is. It's an unfortunate set of circumstances that transpired for it all. But I do think the fairest outcome has probably been been reached. I, I I do have to say, though, I was getting quite excited at the prospect of a double game week for Gladbach and Köln, where one week they'd have this game kind of tacked on and another match day, and we'd be able to pick up two sets of points for Gladbach and Köln players. It's a phenomenon that happens in the Premier League fantasy game a lot, and I was looking forward to it happening in the Bundesliga one. We are going to be denied that, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, I do think the fairest outcome has probably been reached with uh, as I say, an unfortunate set of circumstances. So, okay, with the postponement business taken care of, uh, let's dig into some listener questions. And I'll start with one from at Hohenheim77, who actually sent this in before last week's show. Uh, but it's uh, one that's relevant for this week more so because uh, they write in saying, between game week 23 and 26, Paderborn and Dusseldorf are playing five times on the Friday night fixtures. And uh, they asked Flo, is there a way to take advantage of that, knowing both teams are struggling? And who would you recommend as a differential? 
So it's always good to take advantage of the Friday fixtures. I think what that does is making Zingerle an interesting option to pair up with Sentner. That's definitely one way uh, to go about. Unfortunately, there are not a lot of great fantasy options out of these two teams. I think uh, Zimmermann, I mean, he's an he's a classic fantasy budget defender. Uh, hasn't done a lot this season, but under the reign of Uwe Rosler, he's playing more in an attacking role than before. Um, that makes him interesting for 4.8 million. Definitely a guy to look into, especially if he's playing on a Friday fixture. He needs attacking rewards to uh, get you a huge points. You'll know it if he plays on a, on a Friday and you can bet on that. I don't think it's a bad idea. If I have to pick a player of Paderborn, it would, would be Kai Proger. I really like him. Uh, only I think his price tag with 8 million might be a bit too steep for me for a Paderborn player. And I'm not interested really in any other Paderborn player except for Zingerle and Proger. Well, that's it. I mean, you've thrown out Zingerle. Would you maybe look at uh, Kastenmeier of Fortuna Dusseldorf, the goalkeeper? Very cheap. You know, it doesn't sound like Zach Steffen is actually going to be making a comeback anytime soon. Yeah, we, we don't know that. And I mean, I've been burned by Schubert uh, at the start of the Rückrunde. I was gambling on him keeping his job. And now I have to make goalkeeper transfer. And I hate that to do that during the season and haven't done it so far. One of these days I'm going to pull, pull the trigger uh, and it's probably not going to be on Kastenmeier because, uh, like, I know my luck. If I'm buying into Kastenmeier next next day, the news will be, oh, uh, Stefan is all right. He, he, he He's going to give his comeback next week. <laughs> he's and come back from Manchester City and he's been completely healed. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, we not know the situation and I don't want to rely on Stefan being injured. As long as we're not getting any kind of real hard evidence that he will miss like two months, then I'm definitely buying into Kastenmeier. Okay, no, fair enough. I just thought I'd throw his name out there. He may actually come up later on in the show as well. Uh, but we'll move on to the next listener question, which from, which is from at Stud Spencer. Uh, and they say, I've got one transfer and 1.1 million to spare. Do I sell Harvest, Schlager or Hakimi? And who do I buy then? Uh, they say they've already got Kostic, Sancho, Gregorich, Mittelstedt, Gunter and Chandler in their squad. So what are you saying to this flow? So first I would say... I, I know it's, uh, uh, I, I would always save all my transfers for Friday. Never confirm a transfer before Friday. That will be my first part of advice. Because if I understand the question correctly, you already did two transfers this week and has one left. So that's how I would interpret that. So I definitely would wait for Friday until confirmation. Now, the situation you have, I definitely would sell Schlager. I think he's a decent choice, but not world class. Uh, I don't like what Hakimi did most of the last games, but he's playing on a Friday evening. And I mean, he came through at the end uh, at Leverkusen at least half, I would say. So Schlager would be the one uh, I would sell. And then I would either pick up Sabitzer or Nkunku uh, of Leipzig. 
Um, we haven't heard the presser uh, of Julian Nagelsmann. Um, that's definitely a presser I will have a close look at because uh, Leipzig is playing at Tottenham next Wednesday and I want to sniff out if there's any rotation to come uh, to Leipzig players. That's my only worry for Sabitzer and Kunku. Uh, otherwise, they would be uh, my top midfielders this week. And if Giorena is in the starting lineup, you can uh, save a boatload of money with going with Giorena. But what I haven't checked, James, that's a mistake on my part. If you sell Schlager, you probably don't have the funds to go Sabitzer and Kunku. With an extra, with an extra 1.1 million, I don't think it's enough to get up to Unkunku. No, it isn't. So then I have to to think about uh, where you go. But these two midfielders are um, my favorite options. If you can't afford them, well, that's it, it's tough. Midfielders are, is the toughest, toughest position this week, in, in my opinion. You've got Grigoric, who's about around that price tag. Oh, it's tough. Maybe I would even buy uh, sell Harvardson to make that happen rather than Schlager. So that, that would be my advice now. We, we're going through all the matches and I'll have a question in the back of my head and we talk about other midfielders and maybe um, I can give you one there. Uh, Ruben Vargas from Augsburg is one uh, who comes off the top of my head right now, but he's more risky, but also can have big games. Yeah, I, I was listening to the way you were kind of working that all out flow, and I have to say, my it crossed my mind whether it would then be worth just holding on to Schlager. Wolfsburg don't have the worst fixtures coming up, and maybe getting rid of Harvard. So yes, he's got Uni on this weekend, but I believe Leverkusen's fixtures then take a bit of a, a turn for the worse after that in terms of being uh, a little trickier. Because oh no, I say that they've got Augsburg the weekend after. It's then it's then that they face Leipzig and Frankfurt, um, and that's where it kind of takes a turn. So uh, it's a, yeah, I mean, you know what? Flo's hit the nail on the head. Midfielders this weekend are going to be a pain in your backside, I think. Uh, and I don't think we're the only ones. Um, but he did say Reina in there. And Reina, you can definitely afford with Schlager. Yeah. And if Reina is in the starting lineup, I do think that may be a credible, a very credible way to go this weekend. Um, okay, let's move on to the next question then. It's from at Korosh for you, who's asking Flo in a two-part question. First part, Bellarabi or Nkunku, short-term and long-term, considering playing time and goal involvement, who would you pick? Definitely Nkunku, because I expect that Bellarabi might be dropped out of the Leverkusen starting lineup because of the way that Bailey played against Dortmund. You've been you've been saying this for weeks. You know that, right? Yeah, and one of these times <laughs> uh, I got it right, probably. <laughs> one of these days. No, I said there's. Uh, I, I put a question mark behind Bellarabi every week, and now it's more of an exclamation mark. <laughs> I like, so, I like it. A, a point. So uh, no, I think in Kunku will be rotated out of the squad at one uh, at points during the Rick Ronde. But I think he's done enough right now that it's not a timeshare anymore with any other player. He's at the moment, he's uh, uh, most informed Leipzig midfielder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Nagelsmann knows that. So it's an easy decision for me to go in Gunku over Bellarabi. 
No, I, I couldn't agree more similar price tags, but Nkunku definitely has a much, much bigger upside. I think Bellarabi, Bellarabi can have games. We saw that a couple of weeks ago, but his are going to be a lot more hit and miss. And I don't think they're going to be as consistent. Whereas Nkunku's proven he can do it, uh, over the long term as well. Uh, second part of Korosh's question is also about a Leipzig player. And he asks, is Werner against Werder scary enough or can Piontek match him against Paderborn? I like both, uh, this week, but head to head, I prefer fair one vanna uh, if you consider the price tag is is a coin flip for me uh, i think both could have really big games this week yeah we were hyping up piontek and he didn't quite have that breakout performance we were expecting against mainz but then herter generally underwhelmed against mainz it has to be said uh, so yeah i'd agree with flo's assessment and let's be honest we're going to be talking about werner a lot in this episode uh, and i say that and the very next question also involves him and it's from at underscore kai dust underscore who asked flo folland and angelino or Werner and Mittelstädt? Yeah, I think that's that's a very tough question because I have doubts about Angelino and Mittelstädt, both of these guys, if they actually are in the starting lineup. Um, if I compare Werner to Folland, I definitely prefer Werner, although Folland is in great shape right now and he can easily outscore Werner. I would, uh, I would put the odds at like 30% Folland getting the better hand of Werner. But if you put a gun to my head, James, which I hope you, you'll never do. But I was going to say, it happens on a regular did, basis, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would take uh, Werner and Mittelstädt uh, over Folland and Angelino. Yeah, you know what? I think, I mean, I talked to you about this uh, in the Bundesliga.com offices when we were in on Saturday together. And may maybe listeners can learn from perhaps the mistakes I made last weekend. I convinced myself last weekend uh, that Kostic um, and Peterson wouldn't score more points than Andre Silva and Marcel Sabitzer. I proved to be terribly, terribly wrong. And I really wish I had pulled in Kostic. Luckily, I did bring in Chandler with one of my other transfers. But I went for the differential pick with Silva over Kostic. A lot of the people in my leagues around me had Kostic and I thought, you know what, let's do something different. The two late goals definitely cost me, but I think when I look at Werner, Werner has that Kostic. That's why he call, is called <laughs> yeah, Kostic. Right, exactly. Um, but I, yeah, I, look at, I look at Werner and I go, he could be the Kostic of this weekend where if you don't have him, you can go in search of differentials all you want, but if you don't have him, it could actually cost you a lot more this weekend than, than not having him. So... Yeah, I, I think yeah. At that point, I would back I would back Werner and Mittelstädt as well. Although I I think that's that's a, a bit Monday morning quarterbacking because if Kostic hadn't scored the the brace in like um, the 89th and 90th minutes, uh, his game wouldn't have looked. I mean, it would still be a great game for Kostic, but. You wouldn't have lost so much ground than no, that's it. you had. So I, I think it's always a lot of chance involved. And afterward, I, I think your your reasoning was sound. I don't I don't think that was a a mistake in the way you approached it. No, I don't. I don't think so either. And it is. I think if, even. I think if you took away Kostic's two goals, I think him and Peterson still would have just outscored. Silver and Sabitzer. If you, if you, if I'm not making them star men and all that, right? Like we can't take that into account. It's very difficult to do. Um, but yeah, I think I think it was very tight. It would have been very tight. The two goals definitely swung it in his favour. 
but we'll see. I, I don't count it as a mistake. Um, Unlucky. But it was, it was, it was maybe, uh, yeah, it's a hindsight thing, right? It's a definite hindsight thing. It's 100% unlucky. All right, I appreciate that. Right, right. let's move on to the final question of part one then. Uh, and it's a general one and it's an important one, um, but it comes in from at Harris underscore John 85, who's asking what sources are out there to research specific player news. His, his question was a lot longer. I hope he doesn't mind that I condensed it a little bit. But the two places that we would most recommend going... Um, our LigaInsider.de, um, which will have a lot of the latest uh, daily news. It also does have predicted lineups that get updated throughout the week. Um, I will also recommend Kicker.de. That tends to kick into place on a Thursday when they get their predicted lineups out and their team news. Um, if you go to the Bundesliga section of the website and you'll see the fixtures in a list at some point on the site. And if you click on the individual fixtures you'll get the team news you'll get the predicted lineups um and those two are very good sources indeed if you need me to send you links john just get in touch uh, and i'll send you through uh, a link to cover you there um, instead of spelling it out on air right now but okay we will leave it there for part one that wraps us up with the listener questions of course there will be some in part two as well when we when we will be looking at the fixture list Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. It is time to break down the fixture list for match day 22. Uh, it's quite an interesting one and a tricky one at the same time, but I feel like we maybe say that about a lot of match days. So let's see how we fare this time around. Uh, we'll start with that Friday night fixture as ever. Dortmund against Frankfurt. Now Frankfurt have 10 points from their four league matches in 2020, but they haven't won away in Dortmund since February of 2010, losing all all eight visits since then. Uh, there's also a fantastic head-to-head in terms of the fantasy stakes because we really do have a treat on our hands with the players available. Philip Kostic has scored four goals and provided two assists in his last two competitive games. Since the winter break, only Haaland and Jadon Sancho, both who have seven, have been involved in more Bundesliga goals than the Serbian winger. So the, the place to start with this game is when it comes to Kostic against Sancho in midfield flow, who are you backing in this one? So I will make Sancho my star man. Uh, it's an easy decision. I don't have any plans right now to sell Kostic, so just because of the match against Dortmund, they're playing the Monday evening fixture on the next match day at home against Union, uh, Eintracht that is, and that's why I, I really, really... Uh, like uh, to hold on to Philip Kostic because I'd love to have him uh, for that match. But Frankfurt's form away is not the same as a home form. Uh, Only Fortuna Dusseldorf uh, has picked up less points on foreign soil than Frankfurt has. They only got seven points so far this season, Dusseldorf sitting at six. So that shows you that at home, they're one of the top teams of the Bundesliga, as they should. Um, but away from home, they, they they gave away many, many games they shouldn't have. Um, I think it's more likely that Dortmund will have a field day uh, against Frankfurt than Frankfurt getting something out of this. So uh, uh, that's why I definitely prefer Sancho over Kostic. 
Yeah, no, but I think it's a fair point to make that given the form they are both in in front of goal, it there's no harm in having both of them. Um, even if this maybe isn't their most productive weekend together, uh, they're still a very, very valuable trio to have. And when we kind of maybe start talking about you know, how the template of fantasy teams is shaping up in the second half of the season. I think Sancho is definitely in there. And I think you can make a very, very, very strong case for Kostic right now as well. Let's talk about Erling Haaland as well. He was the third player mentioned in that statistic flow. How do we feel about his first blank in the Bundesliga against Bayer Leverkusen last time out? Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about it, though. Uh, what what surprised me there he looked indecisive at times uh, in the box. That was something that I wasn't expecting. And uh, he always was looking for the pass instead of shooting himself. And that's something he can't do if he wants to be on my fantasy team. <laughs> Just high expectations. Yeah, it's real talk from me right yeah. now to <laughs> Arling Haaland. He, he has to shoot, not looking for a pass. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether it, you know whether it was something that Favre said to him in the lead up to the game, where he was told to maybe be a little less selfish, or whether he was just wanting to show that he could also be a provider and not just a finisher. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think that of the latter. It, yeah, right. I think there's a little bit of that where you know it, it was always going to come to an end. This incredible scoring streak of his was always going to come come to an end at some point. There's nothing wrong with that. Of course, it happened to be on the week where I brought him into my fantasy team for the first time, which is never the, the best feeling, but I can live with it. It wasn't a great weekend for strikers in general uh, on match day 21. Um, but I would agree. I think there's, there's really no need to panic. We've seen what he can produce, um, and he may be more motivated than ever against Frankfurt uh, to put his form back on track. Um, I wouldn't put it past him. Let's talk about another Dortmund player because there was a listener question from at Hafid FW who asked, is Hakimi worth keeping for this match day? I, I'll tack on to that flow and say, is he worth his price tag right now as well? I don't think so that he's worth his price tag right now. But it's a Friday evening game. I expect Dortmund to have a good game, at least in an attacking sense. And that's why I will keep Hakimi for that match just so because if, of so like, I mean uh, be we've honest, seen if, big if, games if it was a Saturday me. if it was a Saturday fixture or a Sunday fixture would you be getting rid of him then right now he, he would definitely be on the list of players I might ship yeah I agree so, uh, just be but because it's a Friday evening game and I don't have Chandler uh, in my squad I think he's he's a player who can also have big games I've got Indica as my Frankfurt defender but he's more a guy who, who gives you like 12 points um, if he has a good game. Uh, that's very good, but it's not a difference maker if he's your star man. If you've got a, a player who, who gives you 24 game uh, points, that's definitely a difference maker if he's your star man. And so that's why I'm planning to go into Friday evening with Sancho and Hakimi as my star man and hope for fireworks. Yeah, well, well, based on what happened with Dortmund last weekend, I think that may not be too unrealistic to expect. Now, Hakimi's an interesting one. I, I will maybe make an argument for him because he would be on my chopping block as well. But if you've watched the last couple of Dortmund performances, there was a goal that he was involved in against Leverkusen that was chalked out because of Gio Reyna's arm drag. Uh, and that was, as I say, we mentioned it in the intro, it 
it was incredibly costly. And Hakimi would have maybe been looking better had those types of things gone his way. And it's not the, that was not the only incident. There have been a couple of other moments where he's maybe played the second to last pass in a goal as opposed to the last pass because he's getting in the good, he's getting in great positions, but he's not quite getting have it being involved in the goals the way we want him to. So there is an argument to keep him. Um, but I just thought I'd get Flo's thoughts on that as well. But you mentioned Chandler there, Flo. Yeah. Let's say, I mean, I would, I'm someone that does have Hakimi and Chandler in my, in my squad right now. Would you be okay with having both of them or would you be maybe looking to sell Chandler if you're backing Hakimi? I, I would stick with Chandler if he's in the starting lineup. It's just, I'm, I mean, he's playing as an attacking wide winger. I mean, that's, that's basically the best you can expect uh, of a defender in the, in the fantasy game. And he's scoring goals uh, for fun. <laughs> like, he's he's a good header of the ball, so he's also uh, got the chance to score off the set pieces like we've seen against Augsburg. And he's dirt cheap, basically. So, no, I wouldn't... I wouldn't as long as Chandler stays in the starting lineup, I wouldn't get rid of him. It's my only problem, and that's why I didn't bro- uh, brought him in uh, last week, uh, is that I thought Indica is a good investment at the start of the rook round. I had him since match day 18, uh, Indica. It's not a disappointment, but you know how I feel about doubling up on a position on a club most of the time. Yep. And I, I just couldn't bring myself to sell Indica to bring in Chandler. I know, I know uh, but... although that probably would have been the right move at some point well, during the record. Yeah, right? well, again, like um, hindsight, right? You were talking to me about hindsight, but come on, yeah. like, be honest. When was the when was the last time you were this surprised about a player producing form like this? Because I, I mean, like, my jaw is on the ground about the fact that Timothy Chandler is scoring goals for fun, and I'm sure you're in the same boat. And I can't remember a time where I've been this shocked by a player all of a sudden producing form out of nowhere. Yeah, and I, I think the funny funny thing is, like, in the Rick Runde, that's four games, he scored double the amount of goals and he, that he scored in the first over 100 yeah, Bundesliga right, games he right, played. That's crazy. In four games. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's a man reinvented. I don't know where it's come from. And if, if he, well, if it continues, then this, he will go down as one of the biggest surprises of this season. Even if it doesn't continue, this still may go down as one of the biggest surprises of this entire season. Him scoring four goals in four games, like in the space of four games is absolutely crazy. Um, but okay. No, I think that was, that's good advice on Chandler as well. Uh, when it comes to retaining him, even though they're up against Dortmund on this Friday night, let's move on to the Saturday afternoon kickoffs then. We'll start with Union against Leverkusen. Uh, not only have Leverkusen won all three previous competitive matches against Union by an 11-1 to aggregate, they have also lost just one of their last nine games against promoted clubs, winning seven and drawing one of the other eight. Question from a listener flow at Ignatius Brian L1 asks, can Leverkusen defenders be trusted? Yeah, unfortunately not, James. Uh, uh, yeah, right. It's so tough. We saw that last week. Lars Bender scored. He scored 10 points in the fantasy game with a goal. That's abysmal. <laughs> yeah. Daily Sinkraffen gave yeah. the assist to that goal. He scored nine fantasy points. That's just not cutting it. So uh, I, I know we all would like to buy into the Leverkusen backline, but it's... It's they don't have the defenders that's versus on a regular basis, and and even like 
I mean, the best thing you, uh, that can happen to a defender of you is that he scores a goal. And if he then just barely hits double digits, that's not what I want. Uh, I, I want my defender like Timothy Chandler then, then going around 30 points. So I'm, I, And... Uh, I don't see that with with Leverkusen. So unfortunately, you have to look at other clubs for your defenders. Would be my advice. Yeah, it's it's been the problem with them. I'd say it's definitely all all this season, maybe even all of last season as well. Vendel was maybe the exception every once in a while, but Leverkusen defenders for a long time have just not been attractive fantasy assets it's not that they're bad defenders it's not that they're a bad defense and if clean sheet points counted for more then maybe they'd be viable options but in this current format with the point system the way it is they just simply are not so Flo who is your player pick from this game I think it's it's actually quite tough because we have a lot of uncertainty uh, with Leverkusen we've got Diaby who's a striker um who would be otherwise be very interesting to me if he were only were a midfielder. So I have to go with a boring choice of Kevin Folland, 18.2 million. Great shape, probably one of the best situations he's in in his career. Hasn't played that good of, of football in quite some time. I, I'm still not sure that he would make my top three list of strikers this week and then... It's not a advice to bring him in if he's not cutting it and it was 18.2 million. Still the player I like the most out of this game. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Which tells you that I don't like that game very much in a fantasy sense. Not even, not even Kai Havertz? No, I, I, just, I was disappointed by Kai Havertz last week against Dortmund. Leverkusen scoring four goals. Kai Havertz getting... Five fantasy points, I think. Yeah, five. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. I just, I mean, we had hopes of him being back to his usual self. But my feeling is that now it's more DRB and Folland uh, running the show than Harvard's is. Yeah, no, I think it's a very uh, a fair point to make. And to be honest, I think Harvard's is nearing my chopping block when it comes to he's just not, again, he's kind of one of those players that's falling into the, the category of not being worth their price tag necessarily anymore. Yeah, but still, I don't hate him for this for this match. So he wouldn't be a guy I would gotta go out of my way to sell this week. Still think there's a... A decent chance that he has a really good game at Union. I, I, but like I said before, if I I wouldn't invest, I wouldn't buy Kai Havertz for this week. That, yeah. If he were in my team, so I, I'm not sure. Maybe I would hold on to him. That's it. I think I, I'm in the camp of holding on on to him for at least the next two games, Union and then Augsburg, and then shifting and then seeing. Unless he's maybe had two outstanding games and made me think otherwise, I think I'll be shifting him out of my sight. Okay, let's move on to the next game, Hoffenheim against Wolfsburg. Uh, with 81 goals scored in 23 Bundesliga matches, this fixture boasts a goals per game ratio of 3.5 per game, the highest average in a top flight Wolfsburg fixture. Um, at Hafid FW Flow asks any recommendations from the Hoffenheim side though yeah only one and that's Pavel uh, Kadarabek uh, 11.2 million uh, he's a guy you know that James he's always on my radar isn't having the greatest season right now um, but he did pick up uh, 36 points in his last three games 
And uh, what's most impressive about that, I think, are his uh, 13 points uh, at the loss at Freiburg with zero goals for Hoffenheim. He still managed to get 13 points, which is actually three points more than Lars Bender, who did score a goal. Uh, and that was a winning goal uh, against Dortmund. So Katarabic is definitely a guy I would look at, but it's the only guy of Hoffenheim. The, their midfielders, I'm, I'm, I don't have as much of an interest in them. Maybe Baumgartner, but that's stretching it a bit. Um, for me, so that's that's basically the way I would go, and uh, I mean that's no surprise then that Kalarabic is also my player pick out of this match. Yeah, I think it's a very good player pick. Uh, I, I still have very fond memories of I think what it was his thirty point game on a Friday night um, in the first half of the season that, that definitely still has very fond memories. It was kind of pulling out a Kostic type performance back then yeah. um, if we base it on match day 21. And, and James, two two points to, uh, to add or two uh, players of Wolfsburg to throw in. Um, I mean, William did pick up, uh, uh, did tear his ACL, um, which is sad for him, but which is good news in a way, in a fantasy sense, because now Mbabu is running the show on the right flank. He's 9.1 million. Definitely a guy you can uh, look into down the stretch. And uh, also Admir Mimedi in this new system they implementing uh, with basically two tens behind this lone striker. That's definitely fitting him and with 10.8 million. He's also a guy I'll have on my radar, not for this week. Um, but if he's performing well and Wolfsburg uh, has a good fixture, like next week when they play on a standalone Sunday fixture against Mainz, definitely a guy uh, I, I'll think about. Yeah, one to keep in mind, no doubt. Um, moving on then, Augsburg against Freiburg. Augsburg have won four of their last five home games and they have never lost at home to Freiburg in seven top flight meetings. A question from at Korosh for you saying, Flo, do I want both Max and Gunter in the same game? I wouldn't have any problems with that. My only problem is that Max is questionable because uh, of the flu. So um, it's now we're recording on Wednesday this week. We don't have any further information on Max's status. So if he's good to go, uh, I wouldn't have any issues with that since it's a, a Saturday afternoon game. So you have uh, players playing at the same kickoff time uh, in the same position all the time on Saturday afternoon. So I'm, I'm, I, don't, I wouldn't mind. And I uh, also think that both players can have a good game. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but yes, let's keep our ears to the ground when it comes to news on Philip Max, if there is any more before the weekend. But yes, in theory, no harm in having both of them. Who's your player pick from this game then, Flo? Uh, it's Ruben Vargas for 8.4 million. Uh, he's a boomer bust player, which I don't mind because usually if a player picks up like seven points, I don't mind to get him out of my squad. So I'd rather have a player who picks up a zero one week and a 14 points the week after that. And uh, Vargas definitely fits this bill. Uh, out of four games in the Rückrunde, he, he hit double digit twice already. Um, 
So uh, I think he's he's a good pick. I expect Augsburg to bounce back from the uh, brutal loss at, at Frankfurt at home against Freiburg. Uh, only small issue I have with Vargas is that I'm not 100% that he's going to be in a starting lineup. Uh, Iago, uh, the Brazilian left back, is, is back from the uh, Olympic qualification uh, tournament. So uh, it might happen that um, Max can play as a left winger again, and uh, which would uh, find Vargas on the bench. I, I don't expect that, but it's definitely a possibility because Martin Schmidt said after uh, the brutal loss that there will be consequences. We're not sure which these are right now. Yeah, indeed. We'll see what happens. But Vargas's form has definitely caught the eye. Let's move on. Paderborn against Hertha. Now, all three Bundesliga encounters between these two clubs have ended in home victories, with the host never actually going behind in a game. Quite an impressive statistic, actually, if you think about it. Um, now, of course, there's a big news out of Hertha. Jürgen Klinsmann stepped down um, as head coach. Alexander Nuri taking over on an interim basis for the time being, at least. Now, I was looking at Hertha Flow and thinking they were an attractive side for a differential potentially over the next couple of games. Their next four games being against Paderborn, Köln, Dusseldorf and Werder Bremen. Is that still the case? Are they still attractive? And if so, who would you be backing in this one? Still think they are attractive. We're not 100%. Like, we'll see on Saturday if, like, who was the mastermind be behind Hertha under Klinsmann? Was it Klinsmann or was it Alexander Nuri? Most people guessed that Nuri was having the say, tactic and personal advice before. So we shouldn't expect too many changes, but it's not out of the equation. I, I wonder I wonder what made them think that flow. It's not like Klinsmann has a track record of that or anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and he produces a lot of hot air. Uh, that's definitely something that Klinsmann can do. <laughs> if you can true. say that in the <laughs> yeah, English, no, you, I'm not sure. You definitely it's a, can. Okay. It's, it's a rather uh, literal uh, uh, translation from, from a German phrase, but I'm happy it works in, in English as well. Yeah, still think uh, Piontek, we talked about them last week, seven points, uh, not the end of the world. Actually was one of the better strikers last weekend. Um, still think he can be a great fantasy asset for your team, especially with, with the fixtures coming up. I personally have Mittelstadt. If he stays in the lineup, which I expect, uh, he's also a, a really good choice. A apart from that, let's see. Maybe Dilroson gets back on form uh, or Darida, if he's back to 100%, these would be other guys I would maybe look at. But it's Piontek, Mittelstadt, and that's it, basically, right now. No, I think that's a, a good assessment of Hertha. We've talked a lot this season about them not being a very attractive fantasy side, but Mittelstädt and Piontek are both starting to maybe change that perception. Um, we do have a listener question as well, Flow from at Ignatius Brian L1. He says, I have Lucas Klunter, 5.9 million in the transfer market. Do you think he will start this week after Wolf's red card? Yes. Uh, I think he'll start. Okay. Definitely. And player pick is Piontek then, I take it? Yeah. Yeah, correct. 
Piontek. Very good. Okay, last game of the 3.30 kickoffs then. Leipzig against Bremen. Uh, Timo Werner, a man we have talked about already. Let's talk about him a bit more because he hasn't scored in three games. And he, interestingly, he has scored just once in 12 Bundesliga matches against Bremen. Uh, Werder, incidentally, if we're talking about goal scoring, haven't actually scored themselves in 2020. Uh, their opponents have done it twice for them, though. We do have a couple of listener questions. This is a game that a lot of people are looking at, Flo, and thinking the one to be in. This is the market uh, to capitalise on. So at Ignatius Brian L1, we just heard from him. We've got another question from him. He says, do we need Leipzig cover? But then I'm going to add at Adi Balaram's question onto this as well, because he's asking for the best Leipzig picks right now. He says he's specifically looking at Sabitzer and Nkunku, as well as Angelino and Mukiela. He says also, if I've got just one midfield spot to fill. Would you pick either of the Leipzig players over Harvards, given that Leipzig play Schalke away next week? I know there's a lot of questions in there, but I think you can make sense of them all. Yeah, I would pick Nkunku will be my first choice and Savica. I said before that my only concern is possible rotation of Nagelsmann. And um, so I'm I'm not going to say I've got a strong feeling about if there will be rotation or not, uh, as long as I haven't heard uh, the presser. Um, and that's on Thursday. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, I have to apologize for that. But Sabitzer and Kunku, definitely first choice. Angelino, interesting. Mukiele hasn't been in the starting lineup the last game or two. And that's definitely something that will concern me. Um, that's why uh, he's not on my radar uh, right now. And uh, if I've got a strong feeling that Nagelsmann will field his best 11, then I would definitely pick Nkunku and Savica both over Kai Havertz. Absolutely well done. You you cracked you cracked the code there in terms of answering all the questions. I think the the thing is we do need Leipzig cover for this weekend. Uh, I hate to say it to you as a Bremen fan, um, but your guys are potentially there for the picking against a, a Leipzig side that will be looking to build on that nil nil draw and the fact and genuinely the fact that they missed chances in that game to win it. And I think Timo Werner could be highly motivated. And so there's a question from another listener at John underscore Howick asks what should we do about Timo Werner because there are a lot of teams I think last weekend flow where people would have sold Timo Werner um, and that ultimately would have been quite a good decision it could have they it could have it could have uh, blown up in their face had he actually converted one of the, the 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 three or four chances he had in this game but what 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 should we do now with him moving forward yeah definitely one of the guys to look at uh, up front probably if you just isolate the coming match day he's probably the best striker uh, apart from Lewandowski or even over Lewandowski maybe so that's definitely a good thing they're playing at Schalke next week which isn't ideal but it's a standalone fixture and that softens the blow for me a bit yeah it does make things a little bit easier so your player pick then uh, I'm going with Timo Werner, 19.8 million, boring, but I think it's, he's a logical choice. Um, because even if there's going to be a rotation, I can't imagine Nagelsmann rotating Werner out of the starting lineup. 
No, that's fair enough. I think that, yeah, I think that's a very realistic expectation to say the least. Let's move on to the Saturday evening game then. Dusseldorf against Gladbach. Gladbach will actually be in action this weekend if all goes to plan. Now, Uwe Rösler is unbeaten in his three competitive matches as Dusseldorf head coach. Uh, for Gladbach, Marcus Turam scored his first two Bundesliga goals in the 2-1 win against Dusseldorf earlier this season, but hasn't been scoring of late. So the question I think with this one, Flo, is Where's the value for fantasy owners in this game? So I already talked about Matthias Zimmermann. Uh, I actually think you can look at him as a budget option, even for this game, if you have a play as a play on the late uh, on Sunday. Uh, you can swap him out if if it's not going too well. On the Gladbach side, it's it's tough. Uh, I think Stefan Leiner definitely. Interesting after his comeback, 11.4 million could be worth the money. And uh, we have to wait and see the situation around Rami Benzabaini. He could be back, but I don't expect we get enough of a clarity if he's in a starting lineup to actually make me want to buy him. Uh, and up front, we already talked about player being suspended. That's a shame because he would be a Good option if you want to invest there and be a bit different. I think Braille and Bolo for 11.4 million is a sneaky choice for this week. Yeah, he could be. I mean, I wonder whether Marcus Turam, he's got a track record of playing better when Alassane player is unavailable. I just wonder whether Marcus Turam could be an interesting differential. I know some people brought him in last weekend thinking, you know, added flexibility with one of the Sunday fixtures before buying Leipzig. And unfortunately, that didn't quite work out. But I'm sure they'll be holding on to him. And I think he could actually be a very good pick for this weekend. Yeah, he could be as well. Could be as well. He could be. Yeah. He could be. Um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask this next question, Flo, and depending on your answer, it'll determine whether I ask another question about this game or not. But do you prefer this fixture for flexibility this weekend over the Sunday games? No, uh, I prefer the Sunday games. Well, let's move on to the Sunday fixtures then. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Köln against Bayern. Um, Köln have won five of their last six Bundesliga matches. Of course, they, like Gladbach, not in action last weekend. However, it is worth noting that they haven't won against Bayern uh, in 11 Bundesliga matches. So... How do we feel about this one? How do we get the best out of the buying assets is probably a good place to start, Flo. Yeah, I think in defense, you've got Kimmich as a good option, uh, although he's a bit overpriced for my taste, but still uh, can have a really good game if you want to spend less. I think uh, Pavard is an, a decent option uh, up front. I mean... Lewandowski, you don't ha really have to say more. He's probably in all of your squads. Fire him up for, for the match at Cologne. And like with all uh, other squads, the problem is in midfield. So which Bayern midfielder to pick? And I don't have a choice I love in Bayern midfield. So I, I would go Kimmich Lewandowski would be my f first choice and second choice would be Pavar Lewandowski. And I wouldn't bring in a Bayern midfielder for this week. So, so Gnab Gnabry, Coman, not worth the gamble then? Yeah, it's a gamble. Uh, and and I don't want to gamble with like 18 million uh, of my budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think even like either of these guys starting will probably be subbed after 60 minutes. 
So it's it's just a, a bad situation. And uh, uh, even uh, Goretzka would maybe be the best choice, but still, I mean, uh, Bayern, they don't have uh, English Woche next week, so I'm not playing in the Champions League. So maybe if you really, really hurting for a Bayern midfielder, Goretzka would actually be my choice. But there's still like a 10 to 20% chance that he's not in the starting lineup. Like randomly rotated out. Yeah, we've we've seen that time and time again with Bayern, uh, haven't we? As you know, it's fair to say. Now, I I agree with you. I think Gnabry would have been interesting, but his performance last weekend against Leipzig did not convince. And you know, coming back from an Achilles injury is never an easy one. I can only assume uh, I've never gone through it myself. But when he opened up for that shot in the, I think it was in the first half, and he shanked it so far wide that I was like that does not look like Serge Gnabry at all to me. That's not what we've seen from him this season. Um, I think it maybe is just an indicator that he might take a bit longer to get back to the, you know, the peak of his powers. And so therefore not the most convincing um, player in there. So yeah, okay. I, I would actually agree with you on all your, all your points, especially about the Bayern midfield. You'd love to dip into that market. And if you do, and if you do have the, you know, the cojones to do it and it's worth the gamble for you and it pays off, congratulations. But it's a very, very risky mind field to go into. Let's talk about a game that shouldn't be as risky. It's the last one, Mainz against Schalke. Now, Mainz have lost uh, their last four Bundesliga home games. Schalke, meanwhile, have won all 14 of their matches against Mainz in the first half of a Bundesliga season. Interestingly, though, they've won just three of 13 following the winter break. Um, a question from a listener, Flo, at underscore Kai Dus underscore says, is Gregorich in danger of losing his spot? He says, I'm inclined to keep him. Yeah, I, I don't think so. He had a bad game against Paderborn. I don't think Wagner will drop him, but like there's a little bit of doubt creeping into my mind uh, because Kutucu scored when he came on. But the, it's definitely not enough doubt for me to sell Gregorich. But if I were to buy a Schalke midfielder this week, might actually be Amin Harid. Um, because Suat Sada is still questionable, and uh, then I would probably go the safer route, uh, playing-wise, with going with Harid. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think, I mean, Schalke as a whole were poor against Paderborn, if we're honest. They were definitely wearing the effects of their you know, after extra time excerpts in the DFB Pokal um, during midweek against Hertha. And so it wasn't just Gregorich that disappointed, but there is an element where he had this incredible debut, but he is still definitely finding his feet in the way that Schalke and especially, you know, David Wagner want to play football. Um, and he's a name that you hear shouted out of Wagner's mouth more often than most um, from the sidelines since he's been in a Schalke shirt. The fact is, we talked about these Boomer bus players earlier flow he's the prime example of that because if it hits big with him uh, he can be a huge huge difference maker so the question really is i guess with him and with Schalke is how much will you trust them this weekend as the final fixture i have to trust them so uh, i mean all three games after the saturday afternoon i don't love them but that's what we got to work with and uh, I, 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 run, I always choose flexibility over having players I like more, um, but then having have to leave players on the bench who are playing. I can't have that, which means I have to buy into the, the matches after Saturday afternoon. 
And that's why I'm going to trust Schalke. I brought in Ochipka last week, thanks to your advice, James. So a tip of the hat uh, <laughs> hey, to you for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, really, really did pay off. So I'm I'm going into the last game with Grigoric and Ochipka, and I'm not feeling too badly about it. No, I think that's uh, fair enough. I, I'm going to be getting rid of Arit myself, but keeping Gregorich and Okchipka for this weekend. Um, that's just a, a move I feel like I need to make to make moves further down the line, actually. It's not necessarily just about this weekend with me. Um, okay, let's talk about player picks, though, to round out the show, uh, starting with the Vegas choice. I should say, with all of these, I get first pick because I'm the one that writes the script. Flo kind of has to come in with his second choice, so I may have chosen some of his today. But Flo, who is your Vegas choice? Uh, I'm going with Ruben Vargas. And he would be my Vegas choice regardless. Uh, 8.4 million. Um, I think he's a poster boy for Vegas choice because there's not a lot of middle ground with, with Vargas. And if Augsburg can bounce back, he could have a really big game. But he could also really easy just disappoint his price tag is too much to be like a real budget player, but he could be a big differential on that match day. And uh, I, I actually, I'm, I'm not sure, I am probably won't bring him in, but like there's still this tickling I get from time to time when I think about players. And uh, <laughs> I definitely got that with Vargas. I, and I, I, I hope it's not uh, rubbing you the wrong way. I said, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But I know exactly what you mean when you just have that gut feeling you can't get away from. And you know what? I'm a massive, massive fan of Ruben Vargas. I think he's definitely going places. He's still a very young, you know, 20, I want to say 21 year old winger, right? But, you know, he's got a big, a big second half of the season ahead of him potentially because there is the element where he is competing to get a place in Switzerland's Euro 2020 squad. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, it could be a, a, a second half of the season where he really kicks on. And I do like the choice. And that wasn't the one I think I stole off you. Uh, that's coming later. But the, my Vegas choice for this week is Angelino. I mean, Vargas, you're right, Flo is a poster boy for Vegas choice. I think Angelino is as well. We're not 100% sure, or at least I'm not 100% sure, whether... He's going to be playing in the same role as he did against Bayern, um, or whether it'll be a, a deeper role. Maybe they'll switch to a four-man backline as opposed to the three. You just don't know what Leipzig are going to do for this game. But I think Angelino looks like he may um, be given the run out in the starting lineup, and I think at that point no matter whether he's playing further advanced or at left back, he's going to get forward. He's going to get involved uh, in goal scoring opportunities. He comes from the Manchester City school of thinking. I think he could be uh, a very good differential. And I would say for him, I think it's a one and done. Um, and it's a risky one and done as well. So that's why he's a Vegas choice. How about your super schnapption flow? Yeah, there maybe you might have stolen mine. because <laughs> I mean, there's a this, quite yeah, an obvious is, super schnapption for this week. Uh, yeah. I'm going with Matthias Zimmermann, 4.8 million. Still think he's a good choice. Although, I actually, even this week, I probably would prefer Timothy Chandler. But um, 
I, I wouldn't hate it to have both in my squad. Oh, you could have, we could have had Timothy Chandler picked as a superception for three weeks running. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I, this was the one I think I may have pinched off you because as Flo points out, it is quite an obvious one because if he's in the starting lineup on Friday night, Gio Reyna at one million as a midfielder, someone that we know can score goals. We saw that in the DFB Pokal against Bremen, even if it was on the losing side. I, I think he's a player that would be worth that price tag and he'd be worth the gamble so super schnepchen he, he would be worth um one million price tag. absolutely I yeah mean, i can't that's the highest <laughs> price i can imagine <laughs> right 100 like percent. yeah yeah no but as in the gamble of, of of going for a one million midfielder that may not have a lot of longevity but i do think in the short term if he again if he is in the starting lineup i think rayner could be the way to go this friday so we'll see how about your banker flow yeah Benka was like, I, I thought a lot about it because apart from the real obvious choices who, who are in, in every, basically in every team, uh, just one player came to mind and that was the guy you picked. Uh, so I thought a, a, a bit harder and I'm, I'm trying to give, like, I'm, I'm really positive about what a uh, Piontek can bring to the table and, uh, I know we said that last week didn't came to fruition, so I'm I'm going back to the well with uh, Piontek here, playing at Paderborn. I like the way that Klinsmann said goodbye at Berlin was probably one of the worst form uh, goodbyes uh, I, there ever been uh, of a coach. That was ridiculous. Uh, just a circus, circus uh, he put to Berlin uh, there. And I wouldn't be surprised if all players said, oh, oh I, so, thank God, uh, like this. Uh, I, I'm not sure how to phrase it without to be a lot of stuff. But <laughs> I, I, I just can't this imagine guy. that the players were very happy with the way Klinsmann handled things. Um, Maybe we've seen a uh, we've we see an explosion of of Hatta at Paderborn. It's definitely in the realm of possibility, and then Piontek can can have a really big game. Still, I still think he's a differential pick. I know that uh, a lot of guys have brought him in last week, but I think some of them will sell him this week for bringing in either Haaland or Werner. And I think you can make the case for Haaland over Piontek. Uh, still, but I still believe in the poll, and that's why uh, he's my banker. Although, I mean, if I have to explain that that long, it's not you. You feel it. I'm not a hundred percent with that banker. I, I just don't think there's no point in me picking Lewandowski or Jaden Sancho here. <laughs> yeah, and, well, you uh, were, or Timo Werner, who I picked. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, but. <laughs> It, it is it is one of those I don't think there's a very obvious banker this weekend um, Werner is the obvious one and even even Werner's a yeah, risk and I would go in Kunku yeah. I would go in Kunku but I'm not feeling safe enough that he's in the starting lineup to make him a banker so that that's a conundrum I'm in and that's why I went with Piontek yeah you know what because th that's the thing the reason I say that is when you were talking about it and saying all the obvious choices I was going right I've made a very obvious choice with Timo Werner can I quickly have a whip through the fixtures and is there someone that stands out and there just isn't there really isn't and that's that's just one of the conundrums of this weekend and there's nothing wrong with that yeah but I think Werner is helpful 
Van is helpful this week because uh, a lot of people sold him last week, like me. True. And now you have a decision this week if you want to bring in Vanna or if you go a different route. So saying Vanna is just on paper the best option this week up front, I think is actually helpful. Oh, well, I, I appreciate those those kind words, Flo, uh, because I need a good week, because, of course, it would be remiss of us to go through an entire episode of Talking Fußball without mentioning the TFF Pokal, which, of course, can be found on Twitter. If you search TFF Pokal, you will come across at Haymarket Seconds Twitter account, and he then will have a Google uh, document link in his bio that you can find out how things are going. I am one nil down against my work colleague, Alex Chaffer. I am coming for him this weekend. He had Kostic. I didn't. He had that, again, is one of the reasons. on Friday. And Chandler. I know. It was I, it, absolutely outrageous. He only beat me by 10 points in the end. So the fact that I kept it to a 1-0 scoreline in the first leg, I'm very happy about. But I need a strong second leg. So I've got to find maybe a few differentials to beat him. Because I can't, I can't get knocked out in the first round I entered the competition flow. That just wouldn't look good on this podcast at all. Um, no. Although in Venice... You would be fired immediately. <laughs> well, at that point, no. I'd just be hoping that you can redeem me at that point um that that would be the most important thing okay but anyway that brings us to an end of this week's talking foosball fantasy episode don't forget to follow us at talking foosball on twitter give us a like on facebook and if you haven't yet join the talking foosball fantasy league for now from me your host james thoroughgood flow and the rest of the talking foosball crew auf wiederhören auf wiederhören